you know, I'm not I'm not dissing awards at all, but I'm just saying I would look for somebody that specialises in what they do and then look and see who are those awards judged by. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes To I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Jack Brister and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Chris Piercy. Today we were talking to Emma Hurley Photography. We talked to her all about what you need to be looking for in your suppliers. But before we get into the episode, I have some very exciting news. We have set up our very own Facebook group. You can join it, it's completely free, and we have some incredible exclusive content going into that group that you will not find on the podcast or on any of the other social channels. Just head over to Facebook, type in Yes To I Do Your Wedding Planning Podcast group, and we will pop up. Alternatively, head over to the Facebook page and you'll see it in the linked group sections. We hope to see you there soon. We've got tons of cool content coming out on there. Uh, And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. in you live in Hertfordshire right so what's what is your link with Dorset so I um I grew up in Dorset I grew up in Bournemouth um and I started the business there oh gosh I was there seven years uh, before we moved up to Hertfordshire about six seven years ago um so when we moved up here I just decided that I loved the venues um and the client base that I built up down there so much that I continued to um hit the M25 and the M3 on a regular basis uh, and go back and forth so my family are all down there still so it's you know it's lovely to go back and forth with work makes sense I didn't really actually know yeah what your history was with it because I knew that you kind of commuted yeah. from Hertfordshire to wedding fairs in Dorchester I do which is like a what, three-hour commute for a wedding fair which is a, a hell of an effort right so I know I think people think it's a bit mad but I think where my roots are there my family are there um you know and I know it like the back of my hand um, and it is Dorset offers so many amazing wedding venues with such variety. You know, you've got Castle on the Beach, you've got the Italian Villa where it, you know, you feel like you're abroad. But there's just, for me, it was too much to give up. So we are only two hours away on a good run. Um, so I just, yeah, I go back and forth lots. Yeah, I think that's the, the the thing that Dorset has an absolute plethora of is incredible venues. You know, there's, like you said, reeled off a few straight away. But then there's so much variety as well. And I think that's what I find interesting about weddings as a whole is that in general, when someone makes a, an inquiry with you, you don't really know what it's going to be. You know, it's, it's, it's only when you get them on the phone and you fa- start to find out about their kind of personality and things like that, that you start to get a picture of what the wedding's actually going to going to be like and, you know, you know who's going to be there, what type of people are going to be there. So I, I find it fascinating. Oh, I love it. And I think, you know, so much of weddings, especially photography, is to do with psychology, as it is with what you guys do. You know, it's... It's learning about people all the time. Um, You know, weddings are, they can be stressful situations. They are, a lot of people run on adrenaline, a lot of people run on the party side of it. You know, there's the stress element. So I absolutely adore that kind of working environment and being on my feet and not really knowing what's coming next. Um, And I think with weddings, you either absolutely love them or you avoid them like the plague. Um, And for me, I'm, you know, I'm 13 years in and I'm still that mad person that wants to give up my weekends and, and go and enjoy it, so. As long as it's like that, you know, carry on. So you said you're based in Hertfordshire. How much of your work is down in Dorset then? So I still do about 60 to 70% of my weddings down in Dorset. Um, I do about 20% of my weddings in Hertfordshire 
and then the others um so every single wedding that we do is either through recommendation with the venues or recommendations so probably very similar to you guys you know if we're there at a wedding and then the bridesmaids are getting married the next year or the sister of the bride um everything that we do is by recommendation so the beauty of that is you know it takes you it's taken us to italy a couple of years ago um takes us you know all over the country and it's you get to see lots of different venues so what sort of implication does the fact that 70 percent of your work is two hours three hours away what implication does that have on your brides when they are looking at booking you so I always say to brides we never ever travel on the day um that's a question that we always get asked you know what if the traffic's bad um so we we don't actually even travel the night before we are there we travel down the morning before um and I don't think it is an implication at all because I think you know the majority of venues in Dorset we've shot at which is actually an advantage um you know I know the landscapes I know the sceneries at the back of my hand so I think there's a lot of pluses to booking somebody that has grown up in that area, um, you know, and that knows it inside out. The only implication for us is if we get stuck in the traffic, um, but that's part and parcel, you know, we stop at Costa on the way down, get a coffee, and then we're back on the road. It's just one of those things. So how did you, because you, you do newborn stuff as well, don't you? I do, yeah, I do. And that, I can tell instantly that made your heart melt slightly. Uh, oh, it does. <laughs> Jack... Completely glaze over here because he has a heart of coal. <laughs> um, he, literally, he's got no idea what we, what I meant by heart melt. Yeah, it's. Do you know what? It's yeah, it's a journey, and I. This is the part of the job that I just absolutely love. So I see people. You know, the first the first call when you first chat to them and work out. You know, first of all, if you're right for them and they're right for you, but the people that are right for me and that I'm right for them, I follow their lives. So I see them from like engagement shoot through to the wedding through to uh, newborn shoots the newborns i just absolutely adore um i had a couple uh, a lady actually whose wedding i did in 2012 she came back with her brother from dubai who'd flown over to have the baby in january and you know they came to me seven years later and i did a newborn shoot for her brother um and what an honor what an absolute privilege to be allowed you know in those people's lives but also in their extended families lives and and you know that kind of thing so it all it just ties in very very nicely um, you know, another couple whose wedding I did at Lulworth Castle um, back in 2012. Um, I've just seen them last year. They had an amazing story. So I've documented their life for the last year. So they've had, they had IVF for several years after the wedding. Both had daughters from previous marriages. Um, obviously got married, really, really wanted a baby for their own. It wasn't happening. Um, so they had all this treatment for years and years and years. Uh, I was in Barcelona and I got this call to say, um, we've got this amazing news, we're on, on the way to the hospital, um, we're having a little boy born by surrogacy. So they'd gone through this IVF journey, will you come and do a newborn shoot for us? And I was, you know, I was jumping off the bed, I was so excited to do it. And then she said, and I've also fallen pregnant myself. So she, they had a little boy, Tristan, and then 11 weeks later they had a little girl, Savannah. So how amazing is that, that, you know, I did their wedding and then I followed the last year of these children growing up. It's just, you know, that that is the beauty of the job and that is the side of it that I just love. It's not just about shooting somebody's wedding. It's about being involved in really important times in their lives. Yeah, quite often I hear from photographers that, you know, I think more often than not almost that they end up becoming friends with their, their clients because yeah. you, there's no way that you can, I mean, 
unless you book someone who you just like whoever was cheapest or whatever then what happens is you tend to have to form a bond with them because you've got to get each other and this is something going back to Absolutely. way back to our kind of fourth, fourth episode with Sadie Osborne you said about having the connection with your suppliers and we keep going over and over and over this but it's just, it's so true that you build this connection with them and you have to especially as a photographer because there's no supplier who you will spend more time with and then it's yeah. almost inevitable that you know it, it's some sort of friendship is gonna is gonna form between them so yeah and and if it doesn't like you haven't done your job right <laughs> you know they've got to you've got to love each other at the start and they've got to love you even more by the time you've done their wedding um and i would be heartbroken you know if i was to find out that a couple whose wedding i did went somewhere else and had their newborn pictures done because to me that's that's part of the journey that i am there to photograph and do for them i think that's that's the difference between as you kind of touched on Chris I think that's the difference between a cheap photographer and a well valued photographer someone who's putting the value in and making sure that you're really becoming a part of their lives rather than just going here's a wedding done it I'm off to the next one and then off to the next one and off to the next one I think that's a really nice touch that I think maybe you don't necessarily think about when you're booking a photographer is that if you can build that connection then they almost become friends and they are able to become part of your life and photograph all these important moments that perhaps you would never even consider when you're first booking this photographer which I think goes to prove how important that connection is in the first place it's you know it's massively important and I think what I've learned over the years from doing business seminars and photography seminars and continuing to grow um you know as a professional photographer is that so much of photography is based on psychology um, and it has to, it has to be a two-way relationship your client has to get you and they have to kind of you know it, it's, it's a process of educating them of educating them what professional photography is you know we find a lot of couples come to us and they are literally putting into google you know wedding photographers in my area and nowadays the industry is saturated and everybody is a wedding photographer um, but do they have the training do they have the experience you know it's it's one of those things that we invest we only do a certain number of weddings a year and that is because i want to keep it really professional really personal to every couple and i don't want to be there just for one day in their life i want to be there to document the different chapters of their lives you know so a couple of questions and one might get answered by the other so you said about what professional photography is so because I, I speak to a lot of photographers, obviously, and you know sometimes sure. we start talking about you know other photographers, and sometimes oh yeah, they're a really nice person. However, their work is terrible. So you know, for a lay person or someone who's never looked at much photography before, or a, a couple coming into and, and looking at photography, they might just go, oh, that's a nice photograph. How yeah. how can you tell whether a f- photograph is good or not? And I know that's really, <laughs> really kind of. That's weird, such a broad question. <laughs> very open, very subjective question. Okay. But you know, is, is there any sort of telltale signs that people should be looking out for that someone is not going to be doing a great job? So in wedding photography, I think there's three key elements to um, really great wedding photographs. Um, first of all, you look for the background. So when we take a couple off to do the arty shoot on the day, when it's just the two of them, uh, the background the pose and the lighting and then one of the most important things is the expression so you can see a lot of really lovely wedding photographs but if there's no expression the image is dead um there's you know there's there's a lot of things to look for i think number one when you look at a wedding photographer is you have to like their work 
Uh, number two, you have to get on as, as people. Um, as you say, you become, you know, you become friends as well as providing them with a service. Um, and number three, something I'd always say to couples is ask photographers to see full weddings. You know, ask them to see weddings that they've shot where the weather is terrible, where the light is low. Um, ask to see winter weddings. Winter weddings are a really, really good indication as to, um, you know, what kind of photography you're booking because they are the most challenging situations. That's when the light's low, when you're dealing with a lot of tungsten light, available light, um, and you're also having to create a lot more light, you know every photographer wants a sunset wedding of course we do it's you know it's the the golden hour in september is is you know is what we want but it doesn't always happen um sometimes weddings do you know it rains from start to finish so my advice to couples would be number one make sure you like what they're showing you on their website but that is just a shop window as to what they do see full weddings and see two or three you know don't just see one do your research, look into professional qualifications in photography, what they mean. Um, there's so much more to it than literally looking at a website and going, yes, I like those few pictures. Um, this is my budget. You know, it's an investment. I think that other than the venue and the catering, the photographer is probably one of the largest investments people make in their wedding in general, I think. So yeah, I think that is really good, solid advice. I mean, just following up on what you said, what what do the qualifications actually mean? Because I, I, I know that a lot of there's a different lots of different <clears throat> like photography qualifications out there. Does that mean yeah. that someone's done a course? Does that mean that work's been adjudicated by someone? What's the what does it yeah, really sure. mean? So I did um, first of all I did A level photography. Uh, then I went on and did my degree in photography. Um, but after that, so whenever you look at any wedding photographers, it's so so important to check out what their professional qualifications are in. There's um, three, three or four really big bodies that people should be looking for. Um, the first is the Society of Wedding and Portrait Photographers. The second is the Master Photographer Association. There's also the British Institute of Professional Photography and there's the Guild of Photographers. So what couples are looking for is photographers that are qualif qualified specifically in wedding photography with one of those bodies. And what it means is that you are guaranteed a level of imagery you're guaranteed these people are continuing to train. Their work is assessed by uh, photographers that are at fellowship level, at the highest level of their game. It's, you know, it's it's one day and it's one chance. And if you don't do this research before, you will only realise the value of it afterwards. And it's, you know, it's very hard to explain that to people initially. Um, but it's, you know, as you say, it's one of those things that you look back at a wedding and what are you left with? You're left with the photographs. So would you say that the qualifications are more important than perhaps awards they've won? Uh, what, what would you say comes, because I know Chris and I have both got views on award, wedding <laughs> awards in general, but yeah. what would you say is more important, the accreditation or the awards? So personally, for me, I would say it's the qualifications. Um, awards in general, I mean, it depends who's judging the awards. Are they judged by your professional body? Are they judged by professional photographers? Or is it judged by the peers in your industry? You know, as, as Chris said, what makes a good photograph? So what you want is people to be judging those images that are at the top of their game. And if it's not those people, then what? You know, I'm not I'm not dissing awards at all, but I'm just saying I would look for somebody that specialises in what they do and then look and see who are those awards judged by. What, what are your guys' views on oh, awards? Go. We don't usually get questions. <laughs> you didn't ask us questions. We ask you questions, right? No. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, I, well, I think 
I'm just I, interested I in the difference in opinion. Delve into some controversy here. I, I, I don't think that an award should be a deal breaker for any couple trying to decide whether to book someone or not. Because um, I think that some award there are some awards out there which are more prestigious. Where there are some out there. Well, I think I won about four awards last year for best wedding magician in the southwest or something um and didn't enter a single one just had an email turn up and say you know you've, you've won this award and i'm like cool and then they go would you like to spend 500 pounds on a <laughs> plaque and uh, a segment in a magazine and things like that and i'm just like no thank you i, I know that i'm awesome uh, i awarded myself best magician in the room so i'm happy with that uh <laughs> No, I, I, I think there's there's a place for them, and I think for more than anything else, I think it's a good thing for wedding suppliers to have that kind of social thing and to have that, you know, camaraderie to a certain extent. But I've I've never entered any awards, and I don't think I ever plan to because, I, like I said at the start of this rant, um, I don't think it should ever be a deal breaker. That's what I think, Jack. Yeah, I mean, you've put it perfectly. Uh, so for me it's the awards you can look at but take them with a pinch of salt because you don't know how that person's won that award because I know that there are some awards around that people have won where they've been the only entrant so they win by (laughs) default so that's not a really winning an award in my mind that's just being at the right place at the right time and so you've got. We also came last, right? Sorry, they came last at the same time as first. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So it, all awards, I think, need to be taken with a pinch of salt, and also you don't know how important those awards are. Like a magician, for example, can say, "I'm an award-winning magician," when in reality they won a close-up competition or something like that at their, at local, their local magic club, where they're filled with uh amateurs and kids magicians and things so there is no real competition there for them to win but it sounds like it might be quite cool and quite good to win so you know you you need to be careful when you're looking at awards and that's why i would agree with you and say qualifications are more important chris what have you got to say i just think that i would be more i think couples should probably be more interested in winning awards within the industry not within the wedding industry so if you've won a wedding yeah. photography a, a, a photography award from a photography body or if you've won for magicians if, if a magician's won FISM um, you know then yeah. you know that's a, the, the biggest magic competition out there uh, if if you've won something like that then that is completely different to a wedding awards and I'm not dissing wedding awards at all it's just that I just <coughs> no. I think that um, awards within your own industry carry should carry an awful lot more weight. Definitely. And be careful if someone says they're award winning, but don't tell you what awards they've won. <laughs> do you guys not see this? Because I see this yeah. a lot on websites when I do a bit of research and digging of, you know, <clears throat> what's around and what's offered in the wedding industry that a lot of people say they are award winning, but what are those awards for? It just says award winning exactly. photographer, and that's like great. So show me these shots that are, you know. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, we we well, I'd certainly see a lot of that. I think that that's magician. That's the the prefix for most magicians. Um, thing they say award winning magician. Um, I don't have a, the word yeah. award anywhere on my site apart from a rant I went on about the award I won that I didn't even <laughs> enter. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, 
Uh, it, I think some of them have won their 50 meter swimming badge and are calling that their yeah. award winning qualification so yeah I think you just need to be careful with that I think do you know what I think for me um, and this is the way that I've always kind of uh, ran the business is that we want to be recommended and to be recommended by some of the UK's really loveliest venues um, is for myself is much more important than having awards um for sure it's you know it, these are people that are saying to their brides and their grooms this is who we trust and to me that's the way i've always driven it do it very personally everything by recommendation um, and then you attract the right kind of people anyway i don't think i could have better put it better myself i think that the, the fact that you know both myself and emma are kind of recommended by the italian villa by lulworth castle you know that is that is worth a million times more than any award from my point of view because the amount of weddings have been through the doors of those venues and the amount of um, weddings that the uh, coordinators have put together for them to say we've seen a lot of people these are the ones we you can go with anyone you want but these are the ones we think you should go with that yeah it's it's humbling to be perfectly honest because you've been you're being trusted with quite an important thing and obviously uh, the photography arguably is a lot more important than the magic however um you know being trusted to kind of keep people happy on someone's wedding day um, and, and given that experience as well is and create the emotion I think it's about the experience and it's also creating those memories you know I, I feel like this with what you guys do and also what with we do um, sometimes if those moments don't happen you have to create them that is our responsibility as suppliers that are being recommended by these venues um, you know if, if those moments for, you know with the photography they're not happening it's my responsibility to go and make it happen and then to capture it when it does um do you do anything weird to? to <laughs> I knew something like this was gonna come up. I'll give it. I'll give you some context. So we had we had. Do you know Laura Dean? She's based down here. Uh, she, no. We had her on the podcast um, a couple of, couple of months ago, and she does a, a cookie monster thing. Okay. <laughs> so if 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 the couple if she wants a couple to react a bit more, she gets the. the one partner to go nom 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 on the, the, the neck of the the other partner um, and then they're going to feel awkward and they're kind of just uh, then there's a moment where they just laugh they, they'll like they'll laugh yeah. because it's just so ridiculous um, so is it have you got any like tips or tricks like that that you, so you use for me it's about emotion and it's about storytelling um, so I mean I will do things so I do set up some situations I think you know we have to uh, for example in the morning if you have a bride who says I'm desperate for my dad to see me in this dress. Um, he's never emotional. He never cries, blah, 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 blah. I think, right, he's going to cry. And it's going to be my job to make him cry. So, you know, I will make a point of going into the kitchen, having a cup of tea with the dad very casually and saying, this is such a huge day. You should see this dress. She's going to look amazing. You know, and you build it up because you have to create that. You have to create that reaction. That is our responsibility to do it. And then we go back into the bride and say, are you sure he's not going to cry? Because, you know, he seems quite emotional. And then we go back to the dad and we might say, you know, if it's if the girl's an only child or whatever, something like that. Um, oh, I've just seen her school pictures in the hall. Like that's, Can you believe this day is finally here? So by the time we have him behind that door ready to come through, he's got in his head, this is my only daughter. You know, this is her big day. She's built this up, blah, 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 blah. You know, sometimes you have to do that so that you get those shots where he hugs her for that little bit longer or he cries, you know, and he didn't think he was going to cry. That, that I believe, is our responsibility on a wedding day to make those things happen if they're not happening. 
So you're laying it on thick there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away the secrets. <laughs> it's like guilt tripping the dad. <laughs> it's not all weddings, but some weddings they need a bit of um, a bit of a feminine touch, a bit of you know, the emotions need a bit of a massage, and you need to you get you get split seconds to get these shots. But they honestly, from our so we got married six years ago at Lulworth Castle, and some of my favourite shots are the emotional ones. You know, my dad coming in the room. And my dad is one of those that very rarely cried. Very, very rarely have I seen my dad cry. And that is a picture I've got up at home. You know, the girls in the background, dad coming in the room and his face is screwed up and he's full of tears and I'm gone. And for me, that is what weddings are about, you know. Well, I think that does bring us on quite nicely to the quickfire questions. Okay. What is your number one? Obviously, you've covered a lot of things about photography good photography bad things and you know what is your number one tip you have to nail one thing down for your number one tip for booking a photographer what would it be it would be do your research um find out how long they have been in the industry and see who recommends them i like that so what is your best wedding story (laughs) where do i start (laughs) um as in best as in funny as in emotional whichever one makes you Oh, God. Okay. So I had a lovely wedding um, where they, the groom pretended to uh, trip during the speeches and um, he'd obviously planned what he was going to do and out of his hand came uh, scan pictures. They were pregnant and that's how they announced it. Um, There's been, you know, there's been so many over the years. It's hard to kind of pinpoint, you know, what a favourite wedding story is. Um, there's little snippets from each wedding. Uh, we had a wedding last year um, where the bride's mother had passed away, but she had, in the speeches, she had written a letter or a short note to every single person in her family, and she'd bought them all jewellery. And honestly, I cried like a baby. I absolutely... It's things like that. It gets me every time. Every single time. I am. I am completely and utterly. And since I've been a mum four years ago, I am 10 times worse. I hold my hands up. <laughs> you sentimental old fool, you. So conversely, what's your worst oh, wedding I like story? To say. Um, <laughs> Always. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Always. It, if, it's, if it's worse, <laughs> if it's worse okay. than any of the worst ones we've had before, then we'll be surprised. Um, yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're asking that question, you have to tell us it. Okay, okay. Uh, so I've had a groom being sick outside the church uh, with a hangover just before the bride's about to come down the aisle. Um, being hit on by a best man in front of a girlfriend. Uh, there's been, yeah, there's been there's been a few over the years. There's there's little things that stand out. Um, but in yeah. general, you yeah. know, those things don't happen. It's it's kind of one offs. So what is your number one wedding planning tip? That's your general wedding planning tip. Uh, be true to yourselves and what you want as a couple forget everybody else sit down just the two of you and work out who you are what your wedding day is about forget all your guests forget what mums and dads want forget who they want to add on to the guest list forget what you think you should have what is your wedding and what story do you want to tell that's just a lovely answer so which brings us to our random question of the week where will you be in five years' time, Emma? That is such a good question. Um, so we've just we've just built a studio at home. <clears throat> so I am 
expanding a little bit. So we've got one studio in Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire. The other one's now going to be at home. Um, five years time from now, I want to be spending a bit more time out in Asia. There's an orphanage that I absolutely adore and I've been out there loads. Um, I want that to be much more the forefront of our business. Um, and hopefully I'm still shooting weddings. You know, it's it's what I love and I would love to travel a little bit more with it. So um, maybe, you know, combine a trip to Asia with a few weddings would be awesome. So Emma, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? So uh, obviously we have a website. Our website is um, emmahurleyphotography.com. We are on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, but if you want to know more, pick the phone up because, you know, there's only so much you can see online and it's so much more personal chatting on the phone. So Couldn't agree with that more wholeheartedly. And Jack, if people want to book you, where? <laughs> where? I like that. So they go to the internet yeah. and <laughs> go to the, the what? Go to the internet <laughs> and they go to www.theluxurymagician.com. Okay. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, the luxury magician, or you can find me on Instagram at Jay Brister Magic. And Chris, if people want to find out more about you or maybe your book, where can they go? So they can find out more about me at chrispiercymagic.co.uk on Instagram, that's at chrispiercymagic, or on Facebook, uh, search for Chris Piercy Magician. Or if you're interested in the book and learning how to become stress-free when planning your wedding, you can find my book on Amazon. It's called Blissful Wedding Planning, Becoming a Stoic Bride, and that's on uh, paperback on Kindle. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's actually free. So I think that just leads us to say thank you so much for joining us, Emma. Hope you enjoyed having a little chat with us about all things wedding photography. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. See you again for the next show. Bye. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast. <laughs>